the volume. Moneyline Monaco is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level compete for top cash payouts and compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. And FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd to sign up today. That is FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. What? God! Welcome back to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Fired up to be here. It's Chris McKee, baby. We're talking about the day before one of the top, as Colin would say, three sporting events the whole season of sports, baby. That is the NFL Draft, and that is why we are bringing on Matthew Friedman, Action Network's NFL Draft extraordinaire. He's on it with fantasy. He's on it with NFL picks, with props in the NFL Draft. Oh, is he dialed in? We have him on. That is the main leg of the show. At the very end, you can catch my Champions League Prop shop, that's right. PSG versus Man City. Don't call it the Western Conference dance in the Champions League semifinals. This is the NBA Finals version of the Western Conference semis. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If you dance on both today, you can't miss it. And I also can't have you miss this FanDuel promotion. I wish I was making this up. I got to read this three times over just to make sure I'm checking my eyes. FanDuel Sportsbook, if you are in a legal state, has a new user offer. Bet $5 to win a hundred. Five down to win a hundred on Trevor Lawrence. Wait for it. To be the first pick in the draft. This is for all new users. Get this into your non-gambling brain. $5 to win a hundred. This is as big of a lock as my hair standing up straight with no gel. This is as big of a lock as me trying to stretch two meals into one bachelor millennial central. This is going to happen. If you are in a legal state, if you are listening and you are not on FanDuel Sportsbook yet, you're pretty much gifted $100. Sign up today, FanDuel. 
$5 down on Trevor Lawrence to be the first overall draft pick. I can't even read you the amount of zeros after the minus of how heavy of a favorite this guy's going to be. I'm telling you, minus a lot. Just lock it up. Wedding crashes. Lock it up. No, you lock it up. No, literally, lock this up to go. It's done. It's signed. It's sealed. It's delivered. Enjoy your free $100 on FanDuel. New user sign up $5. Today, $100 on FanDuel to play with, to dance with, to maybe turn it into a month of rent, to maybe turn it into a down payment on a home. I don't know how good you are. We're just trying to get back our money from a few years back, baby. But I'm in a different camp. I'm gambling on everything all day, every day, baby. So without further ado, let's bring in the expert, Matthew Friedman. Thank you for listening. Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Let's get to the interview. All right, welcome to another special episode and a one and only Action Network guest. I mean, literally in his Twitter handle, at Matt F. The Oracle. If this guy's the Oracle, then I'm tailing. And he is an NFL draft extraordinaire in addition to all things NFL. And I saw a side of 90s pop culture. I love to hear it, Matt. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was actually uh, an amazing introduction. I, there's no way I can live up to the hype of that introduction. Listen, I'm under six foot, and so all I have to live for are pipes and hype man enthusiasm. I was not a starter on my college, on my uh, freshman football team, but I was the hype man at 5'8", a buck 40 soaking wet. So I, I like to hear I'm still doing it for you. That's good. Every team needs a hit, uh, hype man. Hey, absolutely, man. But the, uh, the Oracle from the action network i'm just gonna i'm gonna gash you up the whole time and then we're gonna tail everything if we lose we go down together at the casino okay all right so you're locked in on mac jones i I, let's start at the three spot where the niners traded up just a hysterically uncomfortable kyle shanahan press conference um that we all witnessed uh talking about life and and maybe being here or not but essentially you, my friend, are all in on Mac Jones at minus 200, I believe you locked him in on. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. He's, he's Plus money. I mean, I've, I've bet it multiple times. You got him times. at plus money? Yeah, my, my uh, I mean, I'm heavily invested. If I lose all of my other bets, but I win Mac Jones, it will be a positive day for me. But uh, yeah, Mac Jones at, at plus money overall, I've bet him as low as minus 200. Um, but yeah, still Mac Jones. And now I'm looking at FanDuel minus 340. I mean, they're basically, they're saying it's happening. I mean, you must be jumping for Costanza joy over there, my friend. I mean, all right. So I, now I kind of want to backpedal if you got him at plus money, because we've watched him literally go and he just alluded to he's in, he's over minus 300. We saw him just a cup of coffee ago, tied at plus one, one five with fields a few days back or earlier this past week. Then he jumps minus again. Have you personally seen a quarterback go from minus two plus odds in the fluctuation Mac Jones has in recent past drafts? Is this kind of a one-off or is this normal? No, we, we've seen something like this, especially, you know, think of Baker Mayfield going number one overall to the Browns. That was a situation where some people thought it was Sam Darnold. Some people thought it might be uh, Allen, Josh Allen, right? Like it wasn't really until 24 hours before the event 
that it became solidified, like publicly known, it will be Baker Mayfield. But, you know, throughout all of that pro day circus, like odds would swing back and forth as to who was the front runner to be number one. So we have seen something like this and it's essentially what we're seeing now with number one and two locked in, people are kind of treating this as if, as if it's the de facto number one pick and there's drama with the quarterbacks here. And and so we've seen something like this before, but uh, man, it, each time you see something like this, the, the vacillations, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. And I was scoping your Twitter at, at of course, Matt at the Oracle. And I was kind of looking at where you're at with Lance and Jones before fields on a plus 201 unit. I saw you say, it feels like a coin flip and taking it over since, you know, I know you're shopping at a few books and that's what we do in the sports gambling world, but at FanDuel specifically, it's literally flip a coin exactly. It's the same exact odds map for who goes after Jones or who goes first, I should say, Fields or Lance. Do you have a lean a day, a night before on NFL draft, Christmas, Christmaca Eve here on who goes first based off what you're thinking? Yeah, I think it's Lance. Uh, I'm, I mean, as soon as we get off of this pod, I'm going to go bet that. Uh, it's, wow. I, I, think, I, I think there's really good value here. Um, because Lance is actually still live to go number three. I mean, no one is really thinking that it's probably not going to happen, but he is still a, an outside shot at number three. If the Falcons happen to go with the quarterback at number four, the rumors are that it's Lance and not fields. Uh, I, I think Lance is actually like the inside track guy here who has a shot at going, let's say if a team trades up to number six, they might sure. be going for Lance instead of Fields. So I'm I'm going to bet this. I, I think it's more like a 65% chance that Lance goes ahead of Fields. Is there a world where you're going to hedge on, kind of just like what you alluded to, and, and I was on, it was like a bad dream. I had uh, quite a little bit of bar mitzvah money still left on Darnold going one overall, the Browns. I wake up, I see the plus 1,600 last second Baker Mayfield odds. I got it all back on Saquon going second. But the point is, do you have any and and out there listening, people educating themselves as well as looking to fire based off what you're saying here? Do you have any reason to hedge if you're Lance over Fields, Lance in any world to the Niners at three? I mean, I I do not think that Lance will end up going to the Niners. I think that's probably like a 20% chance of happening. Um, but no, like for me, this is just a straight bet, just Lance over Fields at minus 112. Okay. Um, and just scour, scooting over here on FanDuel, they have an exact order. Uh, and I kind of want to throw three scenarios at you just if you have a, a lean or an inkling there. So right now it's plus 100 for it to go Lawrence, Zach, of course, Mac Jones third, and Kyle Pitts fourth, which is this is the favorite. The second option, of course, so it's Lance, Zach. The second option is Mac third, Fields fourth to the Falcons. And then the plus 450 option after Lawrence and Field, uh, Lawrence and um, Zach, excuse me, is Trey Lance third, Kyle Pitts fourth. So of those three, do you feel most comfortable with the favorite, Jones third, Pitts fourth? At, at plus 100, no. Um, okay. I would, at plus 100, I would probably. I mean, I, I'm fading all of these, to be honest. Really? Um, not, I mean, not that I think like that. Um, like all of these have a chance of happening, but at the odds, I'm, I'm not a big fan. 
So, you know, at plus 100, this has to happen 50% of the time. You know, I think if Jones goes number three, 80% of the time, and Kyle Pitts goes 60% of the time, I'm not seeing a ton of value in plus 100. And so I'm probably just staying away from most of these. Like just as a blanket statement, I I find that for a lot of the exact order bets, um, you don't really find all that much value in what you bet. Except I will say, while we're on this page here at FanDuel looking at it, I'm looking at the running backs to be drafted. And you can bet on the exact order here. And I think there's a a clear top tier of three guys, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams. Those are the, the top three. Any other combination that includes someone else, uh, like Kenneth Gainwell, Michael Carter, whatever, discount it, cut all of those out. And I think if all you did was just bet all of the combinations of Harris, Etienne, and Williams, other than that one. So that's the order in which they're likely is to be drafted, Harris, Etienne, Williams. But if you bet on all of the other combinations, I think you'd have a decent chance of winning some money. So for instance, right now, it's 60 to one. For Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. I think there's some value on that bet and on any of the other combinations that have to do with those three guys. Because I I think it's like 98% locked in. Well, 95. I'll try to be humble. 95% likelihood that those are the top three. So interestingly enough, on your dynasty rankings, which I checked out as well uh, before, again, Matt F. The Oracle on Twitter, and check them out of the Volume Sports Favorites pod as well. So you have Travis ahead of Najee in fantasy production. When you look at that, is that two different hats? Is that what you think he's going to do on the year based off system of where he goes to uh, running back specific? Or do you kind of see like Travis out of Clemson's the better running back and Najee Harris is just getting the lean because he's obviously the favorite to go as a first running back overall, but just a little insight to your methodology when you're ranking fantasy versus looking at draft. Yeah. So this is for dynasty and a big part of it is ETN is a year younger. Uh, and so for dynasty, it gives him a longer tail, uh, you know, over the life of his career, he should uh, have a chance of giving more production and he's the better receiving back. And, you know, whether or not Harris goes first, they're probably going to go roughly in the same draft range, you know, low round one, high round two. And so in terms of projection, that's roughly the same. Uh, a, a big determiner of all of this is going to be where do they land? You know, landing spot, is a guy going to come in and is he going to be a starter right away? Uh, and so I'm imagining based on landing spot, some of the rankings will change, but entering the draft, if I had to make a, in a dynasty league, if I had to make a pick right now, I would go with Etienne ahead of Harris. All right. I like it. And I wanted to ask you just kind of uh, a little bit of education for everyone listening. When and there's such a thing as as action does great with with speaking on with closing line value. When it comes to first money in, last money in for draft props, if you're someone who's looking to get better and you're watching odds move, do you have anything to just speak on or share when it comes to the day before? What do you look for? What are you noticing? Because again, drafting props and drafting player positions is different than and against the spread. You know, it's it's one or the other, but here there's so many other extra intangibles. Do you have anything that just 
you find interesting that we could get as a nugget into inside your professional gambling brain that we could maybe take into our own repertoire, if you will? Yeah. So, you know, if you jump on the market early, a lot of people will look at a line and they'll be like, I don't want to bet Jamar Chase at minus 200 to be the number one wide receiver. That's just way too much. I don't want to bet minus 200. And then, you know, you look in a month later, the line's minus a thousand. And it's like, you know, like for a lot of these positions, there are guys who are clear front runners and they're not favored enough. You know, and so like I could look at someone like Trevon Morig as the number one safety drafted in this class. And, you know, it's not uncommon to see him at minus 400. I'm looking at him right now on FanDuel, minus 370. Like, I think this line should be minus a thousand, you know, like how, how strong the lead is that Jamar Chase has in this class relative to the other wide receivers. That's the lead that I think Trevon Morig has over these other safeties. So, you know, sometimes you'll look at a big line for a guy to be the first drafted at his position and you'll think, I don't want to lay that. But oftentimes, like these lines aren't big enough. And just on the Jamar Chase, uh, right now on FanDuel over-unders, five and a half, unders minus 160, overs plus 130. I mean, I had Jamar Chase going to the Bengals just because I, I do the kind of Madden millennial thing. I'm like, dude, they played together. They got all-time numbers in college. They won a ring. They got to go together. I know, you know, obviously Burrow needs some help on the offensive line. How much do you think, and is there such a thing as an inside lean when it comes to, and I don't want to call it a homer pick, but again, you get to pair. It's not every day. Your college, you know, number one receiver with your with your franchise quarterback in the league. I mean, that's literally like a Madden dynasty gift from the virtual, you know, uh, video game gods. But the reality is they need offensive line help. So because Jamar Chase is such a favorite to go first overall, do you feel comfortable firing on him under minus 165 and a five and a half to go to the Bengals? So right now, I think that there's about a 70% chance that he is the pick uh, to the Bengals at number five. And so if it, if the line is minus 160 right now at FanDuel, uh, I mean, I think that line should probably be closer to like minus 225. So okay. there's, I think that there's some value there. And I, I agree with, with your uh, assessment that I think an offensive line, uh, especially like Penesuel, I think he makes more sense for that Absolutely. pick. But, you know, like the rumors are that uh, the coaches, the scouts, they were leaning Sewell. You have Joe Burrow coming in and saying, I want my guy. And the owners don't want to disappoint the franchise quarterback, you know, so I think it's going to be Chase. I like it. Uh, and just on the wide receiver note, this is, I don't want to call it fickle, but it's pretty interesting. So I, one of my three props I fired on, um, and I feel good. I took Lance on the under at 6.5 um, at minus 152. It's now dropped over minus 200. So I kind of want to circle back with you and find out if I should hedge on any of these while we're also educating the audience. Um, but one of the ones I have is under Devonta Smith, uh, 11 and a half. And, and I'm just confident that the Giants are going to take them. But to be drafted first, Matt, Waddle, his teammate at Alabama, is minus 182 to Devonta Smith, plus 143. How confident in Waddle before Smith are you? Uh, do you see him to the Dolphins hook, line, and sink here on, on Christmas Eve? No, I, I mean, I think Devonta Smith at plus 142. I think there's value there. Wow. I, okay. I do. You Does know, that I, mean you're with me on under 11 and a half? I, I don't. I, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes, but um, 
It's a tentative yes. I mean, the Giants, they certainly do seem to be enthusiastic about Devontae Smith. The, I mean, the big thing for me is that let's say even if the Dolphins, they're staying at six, they decide they're picking a wide receiver. I don't think it's a given that they prefer Waddle. I know that's kind of like the sexy pick of like, oh, they're going to reunite, you know, Waddle with Tua. But I mean, Devontae Smith, like he was the number one receiver for Tua uh, in, in Tua's final season there. Uh, I mean, mean, there's an article about eight records this man shattered in a half. I mean, it's, I I really think it could be Smith. And and even if it's not, I think it's close enough to a coin flip. If you kind of look at different mock drafts, you look at different big boards, these guys are right next to each other. So at plus 142, I mean, I'm making a note to myself because I'm going to go bet that when we're done. I love it. Matt is working while he's working, baby. And then so on that note, then team to pick first for the Giants, it's Smith. This is what's fascinating. Smith is plus 300. Waddle's plus 380. Both great value on three to one, almost four to one payouts. Do you, is that a no, is that a no touch for you considering the Giants could to screw us all and go corner, uh, et cetera? I mean, you don't know what Gettleman's going to do. Yeah. I, I don't think I would touch that one because you could see potentially like Rashawn Slater, if he falls down to them uh, at number 11, you know, they could use some offensive line help and, you know, at plus 500, you know, you could see them doing that. You could even potentially see Micah Parsons. You could see mm-hmm. Quidipay. Um, you know, there are other guys that you could see them drafting. And so, you know, Devontae Smith, I think it makes sense for him to be the front runner, but I wouldn't bet it at plus 300. Just a a few more questions for you, then we'll get you out of here. I'm fascinated with this over under, and, and I have to get your opinion. So overall quarterbacks drafted in the first round has been staring at us at five and a half. It hasn't moved. The cappers just do not see six quarterbacks going. We're talking about plus 460 if six quarterbacks get drafted. The under of five and a half in the first round is minus 750, Matt. I mean, that's Jamar Chase first overall type ugly. Uh, Is there a world where a Kyle Trask or someone else cracks through and someone gets Jerry Jones impulsive and we see six? Would you ever fire on plus 460? No. And to be honest, I am betting heavily on the under. And this, this is one of those unsexy bets, but um, I'm seeing minus 650 uh, at FanDuel right now. But, you know, obviously, uh, even if that line moves at FanDuel, I would still be fine betting it. And once, only once in NFL history, have we seen six quarterbacks go in round one. And that was the like all-time great 1983 class that had like three Hall of Famers, you know, Elway, Marino, Kelly. Like this is not that class. And a couple more points to this. One, there's been a fantastic study done uh, from Benjamin Robinson at Grinding the Mocks, uh, who's, you know, kind of pointed out that relative to the mock drafts that we see, quarterbacks slide. Uh, and it, you know, I think it makes sense. Mock drafters will hype up some of these passers, but think of Drew Locke a couple of years ago, falling out of round one and into round two. Think of Dwayne Haskins. You know, he was expected to go maybe number six, top 10, drop to number 15 quarterbacks can slide. And so people are hyped on this class that makes sense, but people tend to overvalue quarterbacks. And as it is, we're not seeing a number six quarterback on the board who's getting the hype that you start to see a guy get before he goes in round one you know whether it's trask whether it's kellen mond uh whether it's davis mills 
no one is getting that type of hype. So I'm just, I'm not buying it at all. This, this line minus 650 minus 750 bet it to minus 2000. Like I, I'm like, I think it's a 1% chance, probably not even that, that we see a quarterback go in uh, a sixth quarterback go in round one. So I absolutely love this again. It's not a sexy bet, but I think there's a world of value here. And on just a quarterback's note, um, are you buying the Justin Fields slide? Um, this man went from four and a half to eight and a half right now. Under is minus one ninety eight at eight. At my, under is eight point five minus one ninety eight. The over is plus one sixty. Where do you have Justin Fields? Where do you have a lean on the over under eight point five? Justin Fields is really tough. Um, obviously at this point, his, uh, candidacy to go number three just looks dead. Uh, I don't think at number four, he has a real chance there. I think the Falcons are probably going to have to stay put. I think they'd like to trade, but I think they're going to have to stay put, probably take a tight end. If they go with the quarterback, I think it's Lance and not fields. And so that means we do see fields start to fall down the board. I think the Bengals they're staying put, maybe a team trades up to number six. Um, but I mean, at this point, I think eight and a half, uh, maybe I would set it at seven and a half because you could see the lions trade out. Uh, and so like you have the potential trade out spots of the dolphins at six lions at seven, and then you have, uh, the Panthers at number eight. So I think I would set this more at seven and a half versus eight and a half. And you see like minus one ninety eight to the under right here at FanDuel. Right. Uh, so like aggressively the bookmakers are saying we think it should be under, but you know, seven and a half, eight and a half, that's kind of the right spot, but it has to be a team trading up. And that's not a guarantee that a team will trade up, you know, like they could just wait, especially if there are still two quarterbacks on the board, if both Lance and fields are on the board, like what is a team's incentive to basically bid against itself and trade up? You know, I think they might just wait, especially think of the Broncos at number nine. If two quarterbacks are still on the board, they might just wait and let a quarterback fall to them. So if two quarterbacks fall to them, they take one. The Cowboys are taking a cornerback, maybe offensive tackle at number 10, which means a guy falls to number 11. Like it, I, it could happen with fields where he falls out of the top 10, like pretty easily that could happen, but you know, seven and a half, that's kind of the right spot in terms of a trade up for a team going up to get him. So Matt, is that's this what, that's what it's going to take. It will take a team trading up and trades are just, they're impossible to project. Yes. That is something impossible to project. What I did want to ask you, which is so fascinating is a little bit of this. If you're, if you're fishing around FanDuel, if you're listening, please do it while we chat. Is there a little inspector gadget Sherlock Holmes that you do? For example, you just alluded to this, and I just find this fascinating. I just told you it's a legitimate coin flip between who goes first, Fields or Lance. Yet, the over-under for Lance is set at 6.5, and it's over minus 200 juice, and we're looking at Fields at 8.5. So, if it's a coin flip on the value for Fields Lance, and then one is set at six five, one is set at eight five. I mean, without trying to overthink it here, I'm not a math guy, but goodness gracious, how do you not fire on Lance first? Exactly. And do yeah. you do that? Like, is that oh, correct yeah. thinking of looking at different prop prop bets and value? Like, take us into your mind when you kind of connect the dots there. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, why would I bet the under on Lance at six and a half when you could just bet Lance ahead of Fields? Sure. You know, easy, easy bet to make when you look at, at these two numbers here. 
Yeah. And so do you have any of those, like any locks? Is there a Larry lock in the draft in the top 10 for you outside of maybe Chase? I mean, do you have, as we round up here, uh, wrap up, do you have any locks for us? Like guys that I think are stone cold going in the top 10? Yeah. I mean, are you just, I mean, look, I'm I'm not holding it against you, but I'm just curious where you're absolutely, you're, you're sleeping Will Ferrell's stepbrothers well tonight knowing, boom, this is going to happen. Uh, I mean, I, you know, Mac Jones, we've talked about him. I, I think he's very strong going number three. I do think that people, I, I think Pitts has a very good chance of going number four and Jamar Chase, a very good chance of going number five, you know? And uh, I would say like Chase is locked into the top 10, like absolutely locked into the top 10. Um, and, and the same with Pitts. So I think those guys, I think those guys go four and five. I'm so bummed because I took the, uh, the over on Pitts and now he's moved from five to four and a half on FanDuel over under. I just, I mean, what are you doing if you're with 35 year old cul-de-sac father or whatever, Matt Ryan at the four spot, Matt, and you're going Pitts shopping Julio Jones. How many more wins does that get you? This season, how are they not trading this pick and going with a quarterback at four? I'm just shocked. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think they've killed their leverage. So they've sort of made it clear that they think they can win with Matt Ryan uh, and they're not looking at quarterback. And if that's the case, why is a team going to trade up to them? You know, like why trade up to number four when you can trade up to number six? Because the quarterback you want will probably still be there. So, so number four overall, then to that point, Atlanta, Kyle Pitts minus 135. Next in line is Lance at plus 250, then Fields at plus 270. Is that gorgeous value to you? Is that music to your ears? If they don't trade Pitts at four minus 135, is that that's phenomenal? I, I think there's a, a good chance. Let me, uh, one second, let me kind of see exactly where I, I I'm just this. look, I, I took the over, I need to know if I need to hedge. Uh, right yesterday on, on Pitts going for because I banked on them trading out. I'm, I'm just I, like, I think it, no, it's likelier no tight end in the first I think round. It's likelier than not. It's likelier than not that he goes number four. So I, I would say that 135 right now, the line that we see, I think that's right around where it should be. Any chance they trade out? Yeah. I mean, I think they would prefer to trade out but I don't know if a team is going to, because if a team trades up, they're trading for a quarterback and it's clear, like, you know, I, it's hard to say it's clear, but it's as clear as it could possibly be in this process. That's totally chaotic that they're not taking a quarterback. And if they're not going to take one, I don't think a team's going to trade up. I think the dolphins at that point are the first trade up spot. All right. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure. I, I did want to get you out of here. You got a lot more books behind you than me. I got buildings. You're clearly reading more than just a sports book. I, I haven't read a book since Roald Dahl's the BFG. So these, I got these are for show. These are for show. I, I, yeah. Either way, I got to ask. I, I find it fascinating with insiders. You have the Rappaports and Schefters in this world. You have the Lombardis and the Peter Kings. Who do you go to outside of, of course, Plug and Action Network, first and foremost, 
Who do you like to read up on? And if people are listening outside of even just the draft, do you have anyone outside of the Oracle himself that you would want a Johnny Stockton uh, of people to just check out or, or how you go about your process a little bit? Just going into that for one more, uh, Chris Berman, before you get out of here. Sure. I'll just say as like part of the research process. I mean, Schefter is the gold standard for uh, NFL information. And Daniel Jeremiah also is great for draft information. And, you know, we talked earlier that I was on Mac Jones at plus money. And it's because so early on, both of those guys were on Mac Jones, you know, and at that point, like that was it. If both of them were on Mac Jones, I thought there was like at least a 60% chance, probably higher that he was going to go number three. You know, if if those guys, that's what I'm wondering, like when those guys say that, And then how that affects the line in Vegas, because to watch Mac Jones go back to minus one or or even money with fields for like a cup of coffee, only to go back to over minus 300. Is that Vegas screwing with us? It's people reading into stuff that doesn't matter. So like, of course, after the pro days or leading up to the pro days, there was going to be Justin Fields hype and Trey Lance hype. And people were betting into that, right? They were betting against what had previously been said by Schefter and by Daniel Jeremiah. They were just buying into the new hype, but all of that stuff is noise, right? And so I've just kind of learned who to pay attention to and the things not to pay attention to in the process. And all of the hype that had to do with Justin Fields, it was just hype. The insiders, the people who actually know what's going on in the league, they were always leaning towards Mac Jones. Like that was the thing to pay attention to. Wow. I appreciate it, man. It's a pleasure chatting with you, my friend. Hey, football fans, the 2021 draft is right around the corner and FanDuel was hosting a free $20,000 mock draft contest. Put on your GM hat and predict the top 10 picks in the 2021 NFL draft for a chance at a share of $20,000 in prizes. It's easy to play. Just make your draft picks and get points for every pick you get right. The person with the most points wins the top prize. And don't worry, if you only nail a few of your picks, you can still walk away with a piece of $20,000 prize pool. The best part of this contest? It's 100% free to enter. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app and click on the free to play button. Then lock in your picks for the 2021 draft and follow the action live on draft night. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. All right, we made it to the prop shop section, baby. PSG hosting Man City on FanDuel. PSG's plus 220. Man City's plus 115. The draw's plus 270. I'm giving you a prop, though, and I don't feel good about it. I feel great about it. It has to happen. We said yesterday was going to be a pitcher's duel. What are we saying today? It's an onslaught offense, baby. Give me both teams to score minus 174 PSG And City put one in the back of the net. And here's why. First off, first off, Man City comes off a 4-2 aggregate W and PSG goes a certified 3-3 deadlock. But because they had more road goals over Bayern, they moved on. So Man City goes 4-2 and gives up two goals in Bundesliga to Dortmund. And PSG gives up three goals. 
to Bayern in two games. Two matches, you want to call it. Sokolinga. Then I went in the weeds a little bit. How many times does PSG and Man City score game in, game out? Obviously, we know these two teams are at the top of their respective tables. PSG trails by one bloody point with four to go in their Francais league. They'll win the table. Don't worry about it. But how many times do they score? I went back. For you, for me, for us to get both teams to score right correctly. Man City has scored in every single match. In the year 2021, we're coming up on May. All but two times. All but two times. One of which recently against Chelsea. One of the most difficult teams to score on since Thomas Tuchel took over. How many times did PSG not put one in the back of the net? Only three times. So Man City, they've been playing January, February, March, April. Four months of footy. Two times for Man City they haven't scored in all of their respective matches. We're talking about a cup. We're talking about Premier League. We're talking about Champions League. PSG, just three times? Just three times? Neymar was hurt too. Let's not forget, Neymar was out. And then bringing it right back to Champions League elimination, Man City averaging two goals a game in four legs, and PSG has given you a three-goal and a four-goal outing. Look, this is the best match of the last four teams remaining. Real Madrid and Chelsea is cute. Don't get me wrong. Defensive prowess all day. Strategy all day. So I'm just going to wrap it up with this. Look, the Champions League elimination games, PSG's given you a three-goal and a four-goal. Man City's averaged two goals a game in four legs. This isn't rocket science. This isn't a pitcher's duel. Go play FIFA with your boy. These games are 5-4-4-3-6-4 whenever you play, depending on what difficulty level. There are so many eligible bachelors to give a rose goal to right now. In this game, there's no way they both don't score. I see 2-1, maybe even 3-1. This puppy... Look, I'm not saying it's not going to be tightly contested. These two teams are incredible. I'm saying it has to go with both of them in the back of the net. So give me my prop shop on the way out of today's episode. PSG, Man City, both teams to score. Minus 174. Lock it up. No, you lock it up. No, you lock it up. And that about does it for another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Special thanks to Matthew Friedman, Ryan on the ones and twos, and Rory bringing us all together at the circular NFL draft table. You be sure to take out your pen and pad like Matt was doing while he was working, while he was working, baby, and fire on your best prop bets today. I want you to win. Matt wants you to win. We all want to win, baby. Don't forget about that FanDuel Sportsbook sign-up. Again, that's $5 to win 100 if Trevor Lawrence goes first overall. And it's as big of a lock as you could possibly see. It's so big of a lock, Urban Meyer came out of retirement for it. That's how bad he wants to coach this man. Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. Signed, sealed, delivered. That's it. Enjoy yourself. I hope you had a great time on today's episode. Hey, all I can hope is that PSG and Man City put one in the back of the net for you. That's it for me. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate you very much. Don't forget to hug your mothers while we're at it. Most important. That's it for me. I'll see you Friday. I'm out.